Hey guys, Jaden here. I just wanted to give a little bit of a heads up. Um, this episode was really hard for me to focus during, you'll hear me pause a lot, and uh, right at the end, my brain just completely shut down. So sorry about that. You're going to have to be a little bit um, forgiving in that aspect. I don't know what happened, but thanks for listening and welcome to Mental Mamas. Hi all, welcome to Mental Mamas. This is Riley starting out our episode with today's Gooper Award. So this one is going to be about me as a mom. Um, We've been having some plumbing issues lately, so this actually happened like last week Um, and is part of why of, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's part of why we're having plumbing issues. I sure hope not. Mason just sent me a text that is like, you can't put hair down the toilet anymore. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, that's what I've done since day one, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> if that's the issue that... <laughs> Stop throwing your hair in the toilet. Throw it in the trash like a normal person. Is that what normal people yes! do? <laughs> I was raised to do was throw it in the trash I just throw wherever it's d- disposed I'm like okay well this is a disposal I mean I don't put it down the garbage disposal of a kitchen sink because that would be weird that would be really gross honestly <clears throat> but sometimes I pee and then I pull out my hair and then I'm like okay <laughs> you know normal <laughs> normal things <laughs> um anyways I was, once again, my goober award is in the shower where we have most of our goobery times. (laughs) Um, But what I was doing here is I was like, it's time for self-care. And my self-care, and I think it's probably pretty controversial because who the heck does this for self-care? But I was like, I am going to shave my leg. By the way, notice that it was not plural. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about any of you guys, but I just feel so accomplished when I shave my one leg. (laughs) Okay, but like by the time I get done shaving one leg, I get real lazy on the second leg. And then I have missed patches and I'm like, I don't even care anymore. It wasn't even that, me being lazy. I I literally was like, I'm going to be productive today and shave my leg. (laughs) Maybe next time I'll shave the other. Nope. Riley has two legs. (laughs) (laughs) And she just I just showed her how seriously like look at this one I mean we've been having plumbing issues but this one just has a little bit of stubble here I'm showing I'm showing off my legs and then this one's just full on long hair ready to be waxed it's been a month since I shaved my legs okay but you've got like blonde leg hair oh my god it's so long um my younger sister when I visited her hit her in college once she she was like 11 years old and we went to um my great grandma's lake house and i was wearing shorts and she was like looking at my legs and she was like i shaved for you and you didn't even do me that courtesy and i was like okay 11 year old <laughs> first of all i did shave yesterday some people just aren't blessed with 
light-colored leg hair. <laughs> I didn't even know I was supposed to shave until I was 13. So. <laughs> also, I think that's when I started shaving. And I, I remember going to my mom and I was like, our neighbor, who is our age, our neighbor called me Gorilla Legs. <laughs> Because it's summer, I'm wearing shorts, and I've got, you know, really long hair. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But anyways, that's my Goober Award. If anybody would like to know, um, Mason, my uh, significant other, he only gets one smooth leg at a time. We can't spoil him here. (laughs) We don't want it to go to his head. All right. This is Jaden. So my Goober Award is also kind of about me. So kind of about you. No, it's about your other kid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, it's not. Your husband. Yeah, he's my other child. Um, So just a little bit of background. Chris and I worked for a local haunted house for several years in high school. And I am very easily scared. Like I get the crap startled out of me regularly. Um, and so in order to combat that, I take it upon myself to scare Chris at every chance I get. And a lot of the times it's the middle of the night when he's zoned in on playing video games or whatever. And I come out, um, because I've woken up and I walk up to him and he can't see me because he's staring directly at the TV in the pitch black. And so then he just sees this shadow coming out of the darkness at him. I do that to Mason all the time. And he just, he just lives like, he doesn't even look at me. He's like, shit. And, he moves on and I'm like, what happened? Did just something break? My favorite, walking. my favorite thing is that Chris gets really still and he stares into the void. <laughs> Like he's trying to see what's coming out at him. And so I don't make a sound. I just walk really lightly towards him until he can see me. And then he's like, I hate you. But that's so- it. Just like, <laughs> stare- I can picture it. So you, the picture is him with his video games and everything. And then he like just kind of moves his to the side a little bit, his head to the side and stares for a little bit and is like, I hate you. And then goes back. Yes, exactly. So um, one of this particular evening, I had scared him a few times. um, (laughs) And (laughs) I came out of the room. He's in the kitchen cooking. So he couldn't hear me because he was messing with the sink or whatever. And I came up and I was like two feet away from him. And he turns his eyes, like he's in mid blink as he turns. So he doesn't see me and he opens his eyes and I'm right there and he yells and like full on screams, which I of course am dying already. Like I am hysterical. You're like, look at what I'm doing. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to scare him. It's the funniest thing ever. And he just shouts, I can't live like this, which of course, had me on my knees laughing. Like I almost peed my pants. It was the funniest thing ever just because I had scared him. Probably that was probably like the third time that night I had (laughs) scared him and he hates it. And he does fight back sometimes um, in the sense that if I scare him in a situation where he's expecting me to scare him, he'll scream. And it's like a really high pitched girl scream, which scares me. Oh my God. So like I scare him, he scares me. And then I do this, like when I get scared, I have the flight response. My flight response is like a C's response. So my arms come up 
like to my chest and, and my hands no my hands come up and like have you ever seen wallace and gromit you yourself no no unfortunately well fortunately unfortunately. <laughs> fortunately i don't have you ever seen wallace and gromit yeah, when he's like cheese yeah and he does the thing that's what i do except <laughs> i'm scared and i don't say anything so i just <laughs> and i look i i seize oh i seize gosh. it's bad um so that's my goober award this week um <laughs> you're so scary that you scare yourself yes i get i scare my husband and he scares me back um but i eventually i officially reached the i can't live like this line <laughs> which 10 out of 10 is my favorite scare yet um okay so this week we are doing um breastfeeding versus formula this is kind of a touchy subject for both of us um yeah this is this podcast this episode it's going to be my therapy session because this is something that I've been struggling with just this past month years. Breastfeeding in general is a struggle. <laughs> so I do want to start this episode by saying no matter what, fed is best. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anyone says. As long as your baby is fed, happy, and healthy, that's all that matters. Yes. Um because there is so much there's still so much stigma about breastfeeding or formula um so i'm just going to start with some facts Even more so with the formula shortage which happened this year in 2022 yeah the formula shortage that's going on it's still going on yep. um is a big thing and i think that's really hard for parents that have to um formula feed i know for me with the twins it's been really hard because i just keep thinking like I couldn't provide for them. Well, and it's so difficult. That's another thing that I've been struggling with is it's another expense. It's supposedly quote unquote free to do breastfeeding, but it takes such a mental toll. So is it really free? Yeah. Um, okay. So just to do some um, facts before we get into the emotional parts of this, um, breastfeeding is a really great way to feed your baby. Obviously it's the most natural way. Um, it breastfeeding helps defend against infections, prevents allergies and protects against several chronic conditions. Um, the American Academy of Pediatrics uh, recommends breastfeeding exclusively for six months. Jeez. Um, 12 months or longer is encouraged, which I, I can't imagine breastfeeding for 12 months it's just so my my journey with breastfeeding here um right when archer came out he was hangry so i had a c-section they pulled him out and he was just bawling and you could just it was the hungry cry and he was hangry and so when i got out of the when i got to the recovery room archer breastfed and he did for me i was lucky and he latched right on and he fed for an hour and a half no joke just sat there for an hour and a half and um for me i decided to breastfeed because they say that there's a lot of different benefits um such as it reduces the risk of postpartum depression um it helps you heal from birth yep and th there's a bonding thing i mean it helps you lose weight there's so many things that i understand are benefits 
to that breastfeeding for both you and the baby. The baby, they get the boosted immune system from breastfeeding, all of that. Um, sorry if I'm stepping on your toes here, Jada. Yeah, you're stealing my notes. <laughs> um, like Riley said, you they do get antibodies and germ-fighting factors that pass from mom to baby and strengthen the immune system. Um, breast milk is also easier on your baby's digestive system. Yep. However, however, from my experience, um, Elowin, when I was breastfeeding her, it was a horrible experience. I'm going to be honest. I hated every second of it. I mm-hmm. cried. I, the top layer of skin on my nipple and areola peeled off. Um, I yeah. bled, I blistered. It was horrible. Um, she wouldn't latch correctly. And then we found out she was lactose intolerant Mm -hmm. and anything that I ate, any minuscule amount of dairy in it would upset her stomach. And we ended up doing soy formula. I'm also an underproducer. I couldn't even produce an ounce a day with pumping every two hours, um, which was really hard on my mental health because I felt like I was failing my child. Um, and I only breastfed her until she was four months old. Um, at that point she refused to latch. I was, my, my mental health was going downhill. It was really hard. Um, the twins, it was a different experience. They both latched pretty well. Dean slept for the first week of his life and wouldn't eat. But once he started eating, he ate really well. Um, but I was still an underproducer. I was producing an ounce a day by the time they were six months. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and also with them being premature and with Dean not latching and, um, Delilah's blood sugars being weird in the, when we were in the hospital after they were born, they were immediately put on formula, which I think definitely affected my ability to nurse because formula is heavier in their, like it lasts longer in their stomachs. It's not as easily digested. Mm -hmm. Um, So both my kids have been breastfed or all three of my kids have been breastfed and formula fed, but primarily formula fed. So I do have a different perspective on that, but I know myself, I felt like because I couldn't breastfeed because I couldn't um, produce enough that I was, failing as a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just want to put out there that that's not true. I don't care what anyone has to say. Yeah. I, if you're formula feeding your baby, great. If you're breastfeeding your baby, great. Um, if you want to breastfeed, if you want your baby to get breast milk, there are programs, um, uh, like on Facebook, human milk for human babies. Yep. There's so many programs out there and, um, some, a lot of the Facebook ones on there, they're supposed to be not paid. Um, so like they're just free milk that they give out. Sometimes they do ask for like the producer, the overproducer asks for money. Um, for my breastfeeding journey, it's been really, really overwhelming. I think, um, when I was pregnant and learning about breastfeeding, uh, one of the nurses, they told me that breastfeeding, if you're doing it right, it's not supposed to hurt at all. And I really think that's such a lie. (laughs) It hurt right away for me. (laughs) Like, you know, and it's not necessarily like a, like there's definitely pain that is wrong, 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 but it's more like a sore 
darkness for me. Um, and it's just so overwhelming. Like for me, I take it so personally now that, um, for my baby boy, Archer, he now, um, is like, he did not have an issue latching as a newborn, but now we're almost four months and he has been having issues with latching. And I take that personally, like Jaden did. I just feel like I'm doing something wrong and I get so frustrated. And then that adds to my anxiety because I also heard that it, it impacts your production when you are upset. So it's like just this never ending circle. And for me, this whole breastfeeding journey, like it's kind of added to my depression for me because I just feel the guilt. I feel like I should be doing it. And I cannot believe that um, they recommend breastfeeding for over a year. Like how can your body take on that? And I know there's definitely, I'm speaking for myself, there's definitely moms out there who genuinely enjoy that. And for me, that just makes my depression worse because why don't I enjoy it? So I don't know about you, um, but with pumping, I actually, the sensation of a letdown gives me an anxiety attack. Really? Yeah. Because I can feel it and it's like pins and needles for me. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel that letdown where I'm like, ooh. Yeah. It triggers anxiety for me. Um, So I actually had a really hard time pumping. Um, I mean, obviously with Elowin, it, it was going nowhere. I was 20. I literally had no experience with anything. And you were, um, that's another thing to talk about. You then, I don't know how much for, you and I were best friends then, but I did not have a kid then. So I always think, I don't know how you did it at that age being the only mom, quote unquote, in the friend group. It was definitely really hard. I think um, I I absolutely, I'm very thankful that I had kids young because my kids will be moved out of my house by the time I'm 45. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, but being, you know, 20 years old, none of my friends have kids. I've got this baby who won't stop screaming. I can't breastfeed because I'm not making enough milk. I don't know how to make enough milk. I tried every trick in the book. I went to see the doctors. I asked about tongue and lip ties and her doctor told me she was fine. Turns out, guess what? She's not fine. Don't go to doctors for that. That's what we go see a dentist. Yeah. Lactation consultant. Number one step, go see a lactation consultant because it might be just positioning. Yeah. It could just be positioning, but they will also check their tongue and lip ties. And that is a huge deal. And thankfully this time around with the twins, I went, I pulled up my big girl panties and I went and saw a lactation consultant, which I had been told to do over and over again with Elwin, but I was, I was so, it's so focused on, I can do this myself. I don't need anybody else, which is my fatal flaw. Um, I went and saw a lactation consultant. They said, here's a referral to this specific dentist that deals with pediatric patients. Yeah. We went and saw Dr. Kusick. He's amazing. Um, the twins had to have both their tongue and lip ties clipped. 
And they did it right there in office. It took like 20 minutes total. And things were so much better. Like latching was so much better. I wasn't getting pain anymore. I still wasn't producing. And that's on my body. I have a hormonal disorder. um, And that prevents me from producing. But I mean, I, I actually got that enjoyable experience of nursing the twins, even though it only lasted for six months. Um, but it's, but six months, I'd like to say that's a pretty big accomplishment. Oh yeah. No, I, I am beyond proud of that. My goal is three months and I made that and I'm like, okay, I made my goal. Like, so now what do I do from here? That's where I am in my mental, um, journey with breastfeeding. I had with Elowen, with, um, breastfeeding. I had the hardest time. I had a coworker whose daughter was almost two at the time and she was still breastfeeding I, yeah, and was an overproducer. I cannot imagine doing that, which like I said, some people do have that. that I think that's what I just struggled with is I'm not super um, in touch with, I don't know if that's the right word, but I never felt that bonding that so many people feel. And I think that's part of the postpartum depression because I felt the bonding with Dean, but not with Delilah. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, looking at Delilah at that time when she was a newborn, I didn't feel like she was my child. Right. Um, I do now. I absolutely adore her. She is adorable. Oh my gosh. She's my little sunshine. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She's literally a ray of sunshine. Um, and I'm so thankful to have her. But at that time, I it was like looking at someone else's kid. Mm-hmm. And it was it was very much that this isn't my responsibility, so why do I care? Yeah. Um, and I do think postpartum depression definitely affects your ability to nurse and the way you bond with your baby. For sure. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I – so – with me right now, I am actually going back to work after my uh, maternity leave, and I am struggling with the decision on whether or not to keep breastfeeding or not because it just takes such a toll on me. I ha- caught a pretty bad cold this winter and um, having to get up at night while I am resting um, to pump has just like it doesn't it doesn't feel good for me um I've been doing it because it feels like a responsibility for me it just there's so much guilt to it my um partner Mason he does want me to try and breastfeed for as long as I can and it just for me like some of it I'm like if I just wish that the guy could breastfeed (laughs) it would just make everything so much easier. Um, that's one of the things that I have such problem with, with breastfeeding is I, with parenting, I told Mason that I wanted everything to be equal. I don't want to be the primary parent. I want, um, our kid to go to either me or him if they want to go have a sleepover or something. I don't want to have to do all of the things, but with breastfeeding, I already have, more responsibility than Mason. And I think that's one of the things with my mental health that I'm having a hard time with. 
with that being said, that's actually a really good transition into discussing formula. Um, one of the definite perks is the convenience of formula. I know that that's been a huge lifesaver for me. Um, especially recovering from my C-section with the twins, I could have Chris get up and make bottles and feed them while I rested, which was phenomenal. I, we do a lot of teamwork where I make Chris get up and make bottles because that's my least favorite thing in the world to do is to make bottles, (laughs) um, because I'm lazy and I will change diapers while Chris does that. And then we get you know, everything done and the twins aren't screaming and waking up Elowen. The partnership um, is like just perfect. That's I, what we, that's, and I mean, there's single parents out there. I can't imagine how difficult it must be for them to have to go through all of the work. So kudos to you guys. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but Formula is a really great alternative to breast milk. It even contains some vitamins and nutrients that breastfed babies need to get from supplements, um, like iron supplements. A lot of formula comes with iron. Yeah. um, Which is great. Um, I definitely, as a parent that formula feeds, I I definitely think that it's a great um, alternative um yeah i know that archer isn't getting iron from me i got the i had anemia as a kid (laughs) (laughs) um so formula is manufactured in sterile environments and is meant to duplicate breast milk so it's got all of the really not it's not obviously as complex as breast milk because breast milk is tailor-made to your baby which is one of is like a huge thing. It's a very um, amazing thing that our bodies do, but obviously not. That's not um, an ability for everyone. Yep. Um, so formula, like I've said before, is a great alternative to breast milk. Um, they do duplicate it as best that they can, um, but it's really important to remember because it is manufactured in a sterile environment. And it has all these nutrients. It's what's best for your baby in terms of alternatives. So don't ever try to make your own baby formula because it can make your baby sick. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, obviously a downside of formula is that it doesn't contain antibodies um, like breast milk does and often doesn't help boost the immune system. I know there are some formulas that can help like they have special formulas that can help boost immune systems um it's also a really great like if you have a premature baby or an underweight baby um it can help with those calories i know the twins had to have a higher calorie formula so it was even higher calorie than breast milk um which was super important for them because they were premature and they were actually really great weight for premature babies, um, especially with them being twins. Um, so being underweight babies can come with a lot of obviously health problems. Um, and so formula is a really great way to help boost that. Um, and yes, it is harder on the stomach because it's made from cow's milk. And our bodies aren't ready to technically digest that until we're a year old. 
Really? Yeah, I didn't know that it was made from cow's milk. I figured that it was made from some kind of milk, but like you would think that some formula would have like why not soy milk, really? Like... Well, there is soy formula. There okay. is soy milk formula. So Elowin was actually on soy formula. Okay. Because she um couldn't have lactose. And they actually there is a formula that doesn't have soy or lactose in it. I'm not sure right. what it's made of, but My it's the neutramogen, I think is what it's mm -hmm. called. Um, or it's something that starts with an A. I don't know. It's really, really expensive. And yeah. there's it's actually some insurances will cover it, but you have to get a prescription from your doctor. Um, another great thing about formula is there's a lot of programs out there, um, meant to help moms, um, financially. So like the WIC program, yep. women, infants, and children's, they actually cover some formula, which oh, I cool. mean, like for me, yeah. Really? So like, um, I, I receive WIC because we have three kids. I'm mm -hmm. currently the only income. Um, and the twins are, my pregnancy with them was considered high risk. So okay, cool. we received, and Elowin yeah. was underweight right. when we started receiving it because she refuses to eat. Um, but the twins are on formula right now. And right now we get 14 cans a month. That's really good. Yeah. Which it by Even no like means formula shortage. Yeah. Wow. It by no means covers the whole month, yeah. but that's, I mean, they're $17 cans, right? That's a huge amount of oh, money. Yeah. That's almost like $300, I think. Yeah. Um, no, and they, great. they pay for that and that's covered. And they also like, we get baby cereal and we get baby food that they pay for. Yeah. And then, um, actually since their one year is coming up pretty soon in, nine days um <laughs> they they will get like other foods covered so like um fruits and vegetables yep. and like milk yeah yep um it's until true. they they no longer need it whether they are at a healthy range or they age out of the program because they age out at five years old right which is when they start school um that makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, Even which school lunches cost money, but okay. Well, and a lot of people, I think their pro their thought process is a lot of people that um, qualify for WIC on the financial aspect also qualify for the free lunch oh, okay. program, which is also another big help. Um, but yeah, I formula is covered by WIC in a lot of cases. You do have to have some sort of note saying that and um wick does support breastfeeding as well mm -hmm. which i don't know if you knew this but they will pay for set amounts of food for the mother oh. to help like healthy okay. foods to help interesting um i didn't know that either yeah. yeah so when i was breastfeeding i would get like two gallons of milk a month um 25 in fruits and fresh food, fruits and vegetables. I do not drink that much. <laughs> I, I know. Well, I have a five-year-old who would drink milk always <laughs> if I would let her. Um, but I'm afraid of diarrhea. Um, <laughs> afraid of it. That's a good fear. <laughs> um, but you know, they, they will help support that, right. which is really 
wonderful. Um, that's actually how I met the lactation consultant. Okay. Um, and they have every like three months, they have a dietitian person call you and you do like a checkup meeting. Um, so the twins actually have one coming up where they talk, they'll ask about like their weight. They'll ask about, um, how they're eating. They'll Mm -hmm. ask about any health conditions. Um, they'll ask about like their develop, their mental development, everything like that. And then they will discuss, okay, what are your goals? for them. So like for Elowen, when we were doing this with her, my biggest goal starting out was to get her to a healthy weight mm-hmm. because she was Skinny. three years old and 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like she was tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my goal was to get her to a healthy weight. Once we got her to a healthy weight, my next goal was to get her to try new foods. Cause she's very picky. She's mm-hmm. still very picky. Cannot get that child to eat anything. Um, but milk. <laughs> but milk. <laughs> um, but at the end, her last year on WIC, our goal was to encourage um, more fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. expanding that um, food range. And they actually sent me a basically a cookbook. Oh, okay. It was a bunch For of kids, yeah it's too. a bunch of different um recipes that's cool for different things including like i hope they were easy recipes they they were things that like the kids could help make oh like which, that montessori program yeah which was super awesome because i have learned elowen likes to eat food that she likes to help make yeah that makes sense which means she likes pasta a lot <laughs> and cookies Maybe that's a lot why I like <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah wick is a really great program for both breastfeeding and formula uh i kind of forgot where i was at when i got on this tangent um i think it's important to definitely take advantage of those programs whether you're depressed or not uh the programs that you can i mean not to get political or anything but your taxes are paying for it so you might as well take advantage of the programs that your state offers whether it's WIC or for me I go to Bright Start Um, I'm not sure if it's a South Dakota based program or what but just like any program that kind of helps take the load off of things and because Coming in as a first-time mom, I it's surprising how much stuff that I I will admit that I did not know. And then I hear it from my Bright Start nurse, and she's like, hey, by the way, Archer can start e- eating solids, and it's going to be a long, like, three-month process before he starts liking it. And I'm like, oh, that's new knowledge. Okay. If you want some baby food... Let me know. I got a whole cupboard full that the twins won't eat. Oh, good. They are all over solids now. Um, yeah, I think <coughs> programs like WIC or Bright Start, yep. um, they definitely help ease that mental stress of, I mean, formula, the cost of formula. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's very high. And as a single income family, the cost, like looking at the cost of formula and being like, okay, how am I going to pay for this? Yeah. That's scary. Cause then you're thinking I can't even feed my children. Right. And that's exactly one of the stresses of weaning off of breastfeeding for me is 
why would I want to add that extra expense when I can do it for, like I said before, quote unquote free, if I put the effort in is the only thing is that it's so mentally taxing. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a really big thing. Um, programs like WIC do offer support in terms of like the lactation consultants, which is nice, but it is very mentally taxing. So if breastfeeding isn't what's right for you, don't feel ashamed to do formula feeding. Um, the more stressed you are, the more stressed your baby is going to be and the the harder it is going to be to breastfeed. Which when we say that, we don't mean to overwhelm you because I think that statement is so overwhelming. Every time that I'm stressed out, I think, oh my God, can Archer feel it? Like I'm on a fo- stressful phone call and he's napping beside me. Can he feel how stressed I am? Their babies are intuitive, but also I think it's a part of life too, um, letting them experience all the emotions. I know being pregnant, there was one point when my app told me that they can feel what I'm feeling, the baby inside of me. And I think I was like 20 weeks maybe and super nauseous, super depressed. I had the prenatal depression and I just felt so guilty that I could not get my mood up. And I was like, great, my unborn baby is feeling depressed with me. But they also can't really understand that yet. So if you are navigating your way through breastfeeding, it's something that you have your heart set on and you're overwhelmed and stressed about it, like me, like you're not alone, um, then definitely know that you're, even though they say your baby can feel your, you being overwhelmed, it's kind of just a part of growing up. I think it's, I, uh, think it's important that your kids know that you aren't perfect all the time, that you have human emotions. It kind of makes you more easy to come to when they grow up and they're sad. If you're, if you're a sad person, are you going to go to your friend who is happy all the time and talk to them about what's stressing you out? Or are you going to go to your friend who might understand where you're coming from when you're stressed about something. I definitely think that it's important to um, be aware of your mental health. And yet, I think when doctors say, you know, you're the more stressed out you are, the worse it is for the baby, that's not 100% true. Because I'm stressed out always. <laughs> and my kids are fine. Exactly. Well, well, babies are so happy, too. Delilah is literally the cure for depression. Yeah, right. Like, or Dean, his big thing right now is, hi. So he sees us and he says hi. Or like the other day he was in the bath and he wanted Chris to come see him. So he's in the bath just yelling, hey, dad. <laughs> Which is like the only thing that he can say other than hi is hey dad (laughs) and mama. 
It was so funny because Chris would be like, hey, Dean. And then he would get really quiet and he'd just sit there and smile. And when Chris wouldn't come, he'd call again and be like, hey, dad. (laughs) So I've always heard that contact naps spoil your children. Um, So like naps where you're holding your baby and not putting them down on that flat surface. It spoils their baby, ruins their sleep schedule, et cetera. Um, I am over that at this point, which I I'm going back to work next week. This week I spoiled Archer. I was like, like literally there was one time when he fell asleep and he was where he was supposed to be on a flat surface. And then I was like, I kind of want to be holding you. (laughs) I know the biggest thing for me um, which this really affected my breast milk supply mm-hmm. with Elwin was going back to work because I wasn't with her. I heard that. It, it, and it's like a stress thing. Too. Yep. And it is so hard to leave your baby. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to that for me. When we're recording this, um, I'm going to be going back to work next week. It's only a few days from now. I am so unbelievably overwhelmed about it. It's December. It's a busy month for my family, for work. Um, Archer is not going to be around me. I'm not going to know when he pooped. <laughs> it's it's very scary. Um, I actually, so my mother-in-law watched Elowin for the first like year. Mm-hmm. And I actually, so I was working in a daycare at the time and I printed out daily sheets that I made them fill out. Oh my god! So I made them fill out like what time she pooped, what time she had wet diapers, when she ate, my mom how is much she ate. Spoiling me and she is doing that. She'd like offer to do that. Oh gosh. I was definitely like um you can I just need to know like when he did poop. <laughs> like I don't I I don't know why, but I'm just worried about the constipation. I'm worried about any red flags, like hey, he seems like he's got a runny nose. Like I'm not gonna be around him all the time anymore. What if I miss his runny nose <laughs> or something? Like there's small things like that that I'm worried about. But no, she's she's got the daycare sheets. It's so cute. I could show it to you. Um it's like Today we blew bubbles. And yeah. I'm like, aw. Yeah, I want to know what time they napped, how long they napped, what they were doing. And I'm really thankful. Um, my daycare provider, she sends me pictures throughout the day That's of what the I, twins. Yeah, thank God that I Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I absolutely I mean, she took care of Elowin for three years and we absolutely love her. The twins love her. Um And I actually, she told me this last year before the twins were born that she was thinking about closing her daycare. And I texted her back immediately and I was like, I need you to stay away. You need, you need you to stay open for four more years. And she was like, why? And I was like, so that the twins can stay with you and then then they can go to kindergarten. Then you can close. And it is so hard finding a daycare, especially this day and age. All of them are too expensive or waitlist. And I was actually talking to somebody about that at work um, before my maternity leave, before I had Archer. And they said that just everything since COVID is waitlist, whether it's daycare. Um, she said that all of the wedding venues are now on waitlists. Like just everything that you can possibly think about, you have to plan ahead. And I don't know how you can plan 
ahead in time for a baby because you think you're planning ahead when you start looking for daycares once you find out you're pregnant. But they're like, no, there is no availability for a full year. And I'm like, okay, but my baby's coming out in nine or eight months. Like- yeah. <laughs> um. So speaking of, of to kind of bring us back to our topic, um, daycares, a lot of daycares will support either breastfeeding or formula. So I know yep. my daycare there's, um, they have a food program. So Mm -hmm. the state provides funding for formula. So we don't have to provide formula, but also like Jen, when you sign your contract in it, she has times like, um, you can, you're welcome to come breastfeed whenever, but if you're coming, um, in this time period, which is like the nap time period, please be here at this time. Okay. Um, just to prevent like waking kids up from nap. And it, a lot of, um, center date based daycares do that as well, which is a really nice thing. Um, and they also, a lot of daycares have like the proper storage places for yep. everything and bottle warmers and whatever, yep. um, which is really nice. So if you're stressed about your child going to daycare because of breastfeeding, they support breastfeeding, they support formula feeding, that's the one thing you don't really have to stress so much about. However, pumping at work, I don't know. So legally you do, you are allowed to, they have to make room for you to pump at work. You have rights there. Um, you can look it up or you can message us and we can look it up for you. Um, and I think it's like two fifteen minute. Right. Um, breaks, breaks to, to pump. pump. Um, but I mean, Take the time to talk to your manager and see what they are uh, comfortable with. For me, I think my manager is a guy and some of them can be just real jerks about it. But um, mine, I think, would just get uncomfortable with telling me that, no, you can't. (laughs) So, like, I'm going to be like, hey, I got to pump more than 15 minutes. (laughs) So so when I started at my job that I'm at now, I was still pumping. And there was one day, it was a Friday. I was the only one in the front of the office. So I have to answer the phones and I needed to pump. And my coworker was there, um, but he's a, he does something, not what I do. I don't know what he does. I'm not sure what his job is. Um, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But I was in my boss's office because her phone connects to my front desk phone. So I could answer. a little bit of privacy. Yeah. And, um. I didn't like, there's not a lock on her office door. So I just like shut the door and, um, I had the light on and someone thought that she was in there and they were about to walk in and here comes my coworker running out of his office going, no, no, don't go in there. Don't go in there. She's pumping. Because that, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of at the point where, like, whatever. I'm thinking if you're uncomfortable, that's on you. Yeah, I literally, I, I was like, thank you. It wouldn't have bugged me, but it would have been really awkward for that other person. Mason's friends, I pumped in front of them. I mean, like, my girlfriends, all of them are pumping, too. So they're just I, like, whatever. I am, I, yeah. I do think I've pumped in front of so many people. Could, I think my younger brother was like, what is going on? Because <laughs> he came out on me pumping once when I was talking to my mom at, at their house and everything. He was like, what is going on? But I was definitely just, I'm at the point where I'm like, well, they say that I can 
breastfeed in public, so I'm definitely going to pump in public. Like, yeah. My, more of my boob is covered when I'm pumping. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I am out of information on breastfeeding versus formula feeding. I mean, like I said, no matter what, that is best. Yep. Do what's right for you. Don't let it weigh on your mental health too much. Next recording, you never know. Maybe I'll keep, I'll try and keep in touch and let you know if I'm done pumping or not. I'm still on the decision process of if I am going to be done breastfeeding this month. My my kiddo is um, four months, but I am an overproducer, so we have a freezer stocked full with breast milk. So I'll let you guys know. Otherwise, we are heading out for the day. I hope you guys have a fantastic week, and we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Um, also, before we go, please reach out to us at mentalmamas underscore podcast on Instagram, rnjmmp uh, at gmail.com, Mental Mamas on Facebook, Mental Mamas podcast on Twitter. Oh, gosh. I have no idea what we're called on Twitter, but you, you know – message us on instagram yeah Instagram's <laughs> probably your best bet neither of us know how twitter works um yeah thanks for listening if you have any topics that you want us to cover please reach out we're always here for your convenience for your convenience Ooh, that sounds a little bit risque yeah <laughs> all right have a guy great guy that this has been mental mamas bye <laughs>